This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Award-winning poet and University of Waikato senior lecturer, Dr Tracy Slaughter, has spent the last nine months reviewing more than 1,000 poems for this year's Poetry Aotearoa yearbook, Afterburn. I visited her at the university to hear about the annual anthology. Poetry Aotearoa is New Zealand's longest running poetry journal um, and I got involved um, through the previous amazing editor, um, Jack Ross from Auckland, basically approaching me and asking me if I might be um, yeah, keen to, to take on the reins. Um, and I was pretty thrilled with that honour because it's the journal that I started with um, way back when. It's you know one of the places where I first started sending my own poems out and um, I was a pe featured poet um, in the very early days. Um, yeah, so it was a real it was a real honour and a joy to to take on the to take on the role and yeah continue giving uh, that platform for. Um, poets all over the country and especially I'm really interested in new and emerging writers um, yeah giving them a chance to share their work and and see their work in print. So how does the yearbook actually work it's obviously a big process to decide on the content. Yeah it, it's quite a massive load um, and I really feel that um, uh, yeah, f feel that task um, because people, you know, entrust their work to me. So I, I kind of pour through it all. Um, submissions always close on um, July the 31st each year. And then after that date, I, yeah, comb through them. And um, I usually come out with a really big pile of yeses and maybes and then I form that into almost like a, a, a dummy run of the journal and, um, and go over it and over it. And due to the page constraints, I have to kind of cut and cut and cut again. So I, I kind of like to live with the poems and, um, and also see how they speak, they speak to each other because um, there can be some really nice um, connections, some nice flow or even um, juxtapositions that kind of arise once you've got them all living together in the same book. Yeah. Do you end up deciding on a theme for each year's yearbook um, in a very general um, sense? Yeah, I've never set a theme um, in the past, although maybe in the future I might consider it. Um, we just kind of put out the, the general wide open call for submissions. But it's really interesting to see in many ways 
what kind of themes rise to the surface and it, it feels like a bit of a, a snapshot of often of where Aotearoa is at and, and, and what um, what themes and issues are capturing poets' attention and um, yeah so so there's often um, some shared territory definitely with the um, rise of COVID there was a you know massive influx of um, poems that were really focused on that climate change is another really big um, theme that's definitely um, calling po- uh, poets to uh, attack it. Um, yeah, but, but I, I really welcome that diversity and it's the surprising pieces and the, the, the kind of um, different unexpected angles that, um, that often create that, that real sense of the energy shifting and changing and, and, and voices kind of meeting each other and intermingling and giving, giving different perspectives, yeah. What shape has the yearbook taken this year? Um, it's, it is, I think, a really diverse year. I mean, it's still, I think, touched by those years that we've passed through and, you know, the, um, the aftermath of, in many ways of, of COVID, the, the, um, the intensification of our awareness of climate change. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a real, um, there's a real spread and um, vibrancy and eclecticism, I think, in, in um, tones and views and styles. Um, it's one of the things which I think is most exciting about it as an anthology is that it really captures that, that whole um, network or array of yeah, different, different approaches to poetry itself. Yeah. This is a big responsibility to put together, really, isn't it? It's it's a um, prestigious position to have, really. Yeah, I, I did feel the mantle definitely when I when I stepped into the role. Um, uh, but it's a it's a real joy because um, and also you know my awareness of just how important it is to new poets. Um, it, it's so key in your development as a writer and your ongoing sense of, you know, the community that you're entering and becoming part of. Um, Often as writers, we work alone in the dark and we don't, you know, sometimes get many chances to share our work with others and to kind of create those bonds and connections with our fellow artists. So I really like the idea of poetry Aotearoa as a, as, a, as a meeting place um, for, for poets that, yeah, m- may not have those um, connections in their everyday life. Um, and, and certainly it's always an absolute thrill to see new voices um, suddenly, yeah, suddenly arrive out of nowhere. Um, and, and that happens all the time, you know. Uh, yes, there might be established kind of... Um, schools or um yeah approaches but um suddenly someone can just spin your head and come out of nowhere um with a really really um electrifying new voice so yeah now on that note you are a poet and an author yourself uh obviously all poets have different ways of expressing what they want to say or the stories they want to tell Mm. um 
with you taking in all of these poems in one big lot, mm. is, isn't it noisy in your head? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always noisy in a writer's head. Um, <laughs> but, but it's actually, yeah, it's really stimulating as a writer myself to, to see... Um, yeah, to see the wealth of um, inspiration that 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 yeah comes through others, and it, that's part of the the zing of the whole um, experience, and it definitely keeps you humble um, because I'm just regularly astonished and have my breath taken away by um, the talent coming from other writers. So yeah, there's there's definitely <laughs> noise in my head, but I get really um, I get really exhilarated and um, and fired up by yeah n- new techniques and really dynamic new voices and it it gives me my own kind of yeah um, inspiration for places to go myself yeah. When you're reading people's poetry, do you take account of what part of the country they come from? Is that relevant to the actual material that they put out? I I often don't I don't consciously seek it out um I I tend to kind of think of Aotearoa as a whole rather than separate islands I I um I'm kind of all about connections rather than divisions but I guess there are certain um there are certain styles maybe that's that sometimes feel more southern and um you know and maybe certain approaches that seem to kind of burst out of city living um, again, I think what really works beautifully in the final anthology is that um, spread. So you can move through all these really different landscapes, right from the inner city um, uh, to uh, yeah, the high country in a, in a turn of a page. And I think that's a really nice way to travel as a reader. So you're, you're getting these reflections on all the different zones that we live in. Here in Aotearoa, yeah. Do you find there are factors that unify the poems? Are there some consistent? Um... I, I, I guess it's that, perhaps that that really core practice that's often at the heart of poetry, which is all about attention. You know, the quality of attention, the 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 deep, intensive concentration on. A single moment or a single image or a single setting. Um, I really love poems where no matter what the poet, poet might be looking at, they, they just draw you in with the power of their focus and the way they're, they're, they're just totally absorbed in a specific moment or memory or um, event. Yeah, so that's probably one of the unifying things that sings in the, in the collection. I would imagine there would be uh, writers in this yearbook who you actually have worked with either as students or colleagues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's everything in there from writers that I have idolised over, you know, many years because there's some really um, amazing established names um, right through to new students who have just broken through maybe in the, you know, just recent workshops. So it's always really exciting to see that combination again, like really established voices, red hot new voices that are getting loads of attention, 
you know, right alongside those um, brand new um, voices. And it's often, that's the biggest buzz for those brand new people to suddenly find themselves in this collection that includes all the names that they might have, um, yeah, really been inspired by over the years. So... Are there some Waikato voices that you've been particularly touched by um, this year as well as previous years? Yeah, well, um, it's been a great um, experience to be able to really give some some page space, some serious attention to some of the incredible um, poets that have arisen in Waikato. So a couple of years ago, the featured poet was Amy Jane Anderson O'Connor who's a um, really um, outstanding young local voice. Um, this year's uh, featured poet is a, is a previous Waikato um, student, um, Tyler Harry Bidwa. Um, she's now based in the Bay of Plenty. Um, but it, again, it was, really, um, it was really lovely to be able to give her incredible and very unique um, poetry um, more attention. Um, there's a whole range of um, both kind of fresh students and, and graduates in there that the amazing SMA Ranapiri is included. We've got graduates, um, Darden Rao, uh, Liam Hinton, um, current students, Mark Prisco. Yeah, I mean, there's some really standout local voices, um, Amay Corkery whole year mm. a whole lineup um and, and it's yeah it's wonderful to see the way they're all developing and, and making their own mark and um yeah to, to again give them um that exposure alongside really strong exciting voices from the, the whole range of the country yeah, it's great to have such representation of Waikato voices, but also there are so many, which suggests that there are a lot of poems in the yearbook. There, there are, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that I've um, kind of done is is in in the previous this this issue this issue in the previous one is largely confined it to to one poem per poet. Um, to try and get the spread of as many voices as I possibly can in there and just pick what I think is their strongest submission. So poets will send in, you know, a range of, say, three to five, but I'm generally just, yeah, picking one because um, I really like to, to get as many people <laughs> encompassed in the pages as I can. Um, previously, we might have, you know, selected two or three by a particular poet but I think I'm really liking what, what's happening by kind of trying to stretch the net wide as I can and just having one poet, one poem from each contributor um, and sitting alongside each other. There's a really nice crackling energy for the way they kind of speak to each other. Um, it makes it hard when a, a um, well-renowned poet or an emerging poet sends in a bunch that's just killer in every dimension and you're like wow I could publish any of these and you have to really um, struggle to pick which one and sometimes that does come down to how they're talking to the uh, the poems in the surrounding spread um, yeah so yeah it, ma it makes the um, makes the task harder but I really like the um, I really like the product at the end of the day that's cool to think how you um, think about the spread about the 
um, the book is almost an organic being in itself with different parts which all relate to each other. The poems aren't, they aren't completely individual. They, they coexist with, with others that um, may have a similar sound or a juxtapositional sound. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that comes from the kind of writer I am myself. You know, I'm a poet and a short story writer and so every time I create a book, I, it's always about gathering all the potential pieces and literally I often print them out and lay them out on the floor and to see how they, they live together and how, how they're kind of um, resonating against each other. Um, and, and so I really have followed that same, um, that same model of work with, with putting the anthology together, printing them out, keeping them together, seeing the, the way they call to each other. Um, I, I think of it sometimes like um, creating a musical album, you know, you're really creating that journey, that sonic journey <laughs> um, uh, for, for the listener. So yeah, keeping an eye on that kind of compositional stage um, and putting together a final work that, that leads the reader down a certain path and gives them uh, the best experience of that collective yeah, voice. So is the um, poetry yearbook a something which poets all around the country, the vast majority, think of and pay attention to and want to be published in? Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely hope so. I mean, all signs point to the, to the fact um, because of the calibre of poets that we're attracting. Um, you know, we've got the absolute very best of Aotearoa's poets contained in our pages, um, and it's it's really exciting to to see the um, yeah the influx of um, incredible work from from poets yeah across the board. So it does seem to be um, yeah maintaining it, it, it its place as the you know key kind of poetry journal in the country and um yeah I've, I've i'm hearing good things so i can only go on um yeah the, the feedback that's coming through and uh, and the excitement that um certainly poets are sharing with me about what they're reading and um yeah like i say that buzz to, to be included especially for the for the new ones yeah mm. Now this year's um, anthology was released, um, published very recently. Um, how can people um, find it and look on getting involved in it, especially people who haven't necessarily heard of it or sourced it or read it before? Yeah, so I mean the good news about this um, poetry journal is that it really does seem to be popping up in every good bookshop near you. Um, Massey University Press, who have published it, um, have, have done an amazing job at distribution and getting it front and centre. So it should be in Whitcalls and Paper Plus and, and the mainstream bookstores, but it's also really well supported by the indie bookstores, the Incredible Poppies here um, in Hamilton, for instance. So um, it, it should be pretty easy to source um, in hard copy, um, yeah, in bookstores and pretty good, easy to get online through places like Massey University Press. Um, in terms of people wanting to get involved and potentially share their work, 
the um, if you if you get a copy, you'll see all the details for submitting in the back. Um, and it's a case of just hitting that July deadline, sending me some work. And yeah, I'm always on the lookout for hot new voices. So um, and it's been wonderful to be. Um, to have the support of Waikato University, um, it's been because of my work here, um, I, I could um, get access to the, the funding support that Waikato so generously is, um, has given us. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going strong um, between Waikato University and Massey University Press and um, so we should be out there for a, you know, a good few years to keep on yeah, finding the, 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 the strong new voices. You're going to be putting together the next anthology as well? Uh, yep, yep. I'm, I'm, I'll be back into it before I know it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the th- um, other things that we feature every, um, every issue is reviews and essays as well. Um, so very soon I'll be um, getting reviewers matched to the books that, that come my way. Um, so that's the other thing, you know, books out, a book um, publishers out there, please send me your, your latest outputs um, in, on the poetry scene. And I do my absolute best to try and get, um, yeah, get collections reviewed by um, reviewers who are a good, good fit for them. Um, so, yeah, the work doesn't really stop. It's really exciting to, to launch um, the latest issue. And the, it was we had a great night launching it at Poppy's. Um, with some great readers, um, yeah. But the, the the next issue is it follows hard on its heels. So I'm yeah back in the flow already for that. What's the situation with you as a writer, having to pay so much attention to all these other other poets' works? Yeah, I I, I can't lie. It is a struggle sometimes to find time for my own. Um, it's it's a battle. I think that many working creatives would identify with you know trying to find that crucial window for your own um your own focus and your own pieces um that's always a bit of a juggling act but at the end of the day i i love the opportunity to also be able to give to the wider creative community and um and like i say i often find that my well is filled as well by the amazing contact that this role gives me with with other people's writing with other poets um other creatives um so while sometimes yeah, it can be a struggle to keep uh, you know a, a window in my days for my own work it's also um a really rejuvenating and um energizing task as well mm. um i guess one of the things I'm really interested in is survivors telling their stories. You know, I'm interested in how how we live with our um, with our traumas, with with our challenges, with with the moments in life that really confront us, challenge us, shape us, um, break us, and then the ways that we put ourselves back together again so yeah I think that would probably be one uniting facet of all my work um yeah is that that focus on on how we do go on when we hit the extremities um of life and those situations which push us to the edge yeah 
extremely relevant for basically every single person in society. Yeah, I think because we meet those places somewhere, somehow, you know, there's not many lives that don't have to you know, walk through that crucible at some, at some point in their existence. So, um, yeah, I think that's what's always drawn my attention. And I find it's in those moments really when your characters discover who they really are and you know and and how to keep singing you know yeah yeah do you find that coming across in some of the work that you work with for the anthology yeah absolutely i think there is there is a sense and especially i think that's been um that's really been true of the last few years because the experiences that we've all been through although everyone's experience was very individual collectively there was that that sense that we have passed through extraordinary days which have really pushed us um, to, to places that we could never have foreseen going so um, that that kind of focus on how we survive this how we keep living through this how how we continue to thrive how we keep how we keep our values and our souls and our bodies and our connections together amidst um, that kind of turmoil. Um, yeah, I think that would be a very a, a shared kind of theme. Mm, so again, COVID-19 has had a very poignant impression on everybody. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think um, art sometimes comes from those survival experiences you know I, I know the first priority is you know food and shelter etc but I think for many people art is not far behind um, it, it is the thing that that you know makes life worth living keeps the light shining gives them a way to express what they've been through yeah and I think that that outlet has become even more crucial for people in the past few years that because of the extreme places people found themselves stranded in, locked down in, um, they found themselves turning to new forms of releasing that and, and, and dealing with it. And so poetry seemed to be right there at that threshold, yeah. Mm. Well, art has basically documented many points in history which would otherwise be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's given us... It, it gives us that emotional record of where we've been and, and who we've been during those experiences. I mean, history is there to kind of document the, the, the facts and the figures and, you know... Um, all of that aspect but but the kind of psychological impacts the the yeah emotional legacy um yeah and, and also the tools for 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 keeping on traveling you know i think art's really um crucial in, in that way i guess just a, a, a huge thank you really to everyone that um that makes this journal what it is because you know i, I might have the really um lucky position of being you know the, the the final shaper of it but it it's a it's a um collection that's created by that that collective energy that that um collective willingness to keep on sharing um their poems so yeah it, i i really feel um 
hugely thankful to, to everyone that takes that step of sending their work in and thanks obviously to um, Waikato University for keeping on um, funding it and um, to Massey University Press who are an amazing team that, that um, helped me put it together. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.